This is the Third Act Podcast, shining a spotlight on individuals, charities, and small business owners suffering from illness, economic shutdown, or lack of support and funding. Meaningful conversations that generate compassion and financial support from listeners compelled to join us on this journey to improve the lives of others. I'm gonna dance with the stranger. I'm gonna enjoy your show. I'm gonna learn to forgive and really let it go. And most of all, I wanna shine a light on good and look to give back. And that's what I'll do with my third, third act. And now your host, Roger Steed. Good afternoon, everybody. I am thrilled to share some time today with Jeanette Phillips, Executive Director of Share Detroit. Share Detroit is a community engagement platform that offers easy-to-find information on a comprehensive website about hundreds of small and mid-sized nonprofits in Southeast Michigan. Before I say a few words about Jeanette, I would like to thank my friend Denise Arseth for introducing me to Jeanette and this wonderful endeavor. I've said many times, but I feel compelled to say it again, that without the help from good friends like Denise, the Third Act would not be able to highlight so many great people doing so many great things in our communities. I need your help with new introductions and new ideas to take our effort to greater extent to meet more people and to help more organizations. So please do not hesitate to share your ideas. I talked to Jeanette earlier this week, as I try to do with all my podcast guests, I wanted to get an idea about why she came to Share Detroit and what was her true inspiration. I was aware that she was a director of development for Mercy Education Project in Detroit before joining Share Detroit and had a good sense of the nonprofit world. But as I started to chat with her, I wanted to really get to the heart of her motivation to move into this new opportunity and to put her skills to work in this new and exciting challenge. Jeanette developed many of her skills working at Ameritech for 15 years, and she quarterbacked a huge sales effort with the General Motors EDS effort many years ago. As I heard her talk, I finally got the clue I was looking for. She is really a problem solver. She can take on big projects, clients, and work with them to find solutions to any problems they may have. In the nonprofit world, I am beginning to appreciate the special talent of folks like Jeanette who can get things done and have the capability to work well with people inside and outside of the organization. Jeanette joined Share Detroit in earlier this year in early 2021 and is working with her team to take Share Detroit to greater heights by connecting donors and volunteers with nonprofits and becoming the number one site for nonprofits to tell their story and get the operating support they need to succeed. I am thrilled to welcome Jeanette to the podcast today to say thank you again for spending some time with us this afternoon. Thank you for coming on. Um, hi, Roger. Thank you for uh, inviting me. Share Detroit is such a fantastic idea. I'm uh, really pumped for you to share the story with our community and uh, for you to help explain the opportunity that Share Detroit has with all nonprofits. If you don't mind, let's start at the beginning with your founders, Paul Vlasic and Sam Rosenberg. I know just a little bit about these individuals, but they have to be really saints in bringing this platform to Detroit. Can you speak about that a little bit, how the platform came to Detroit 
and the motivation that they saw bringing this to our city or our community. Sure, thank you. I'll begin even a little bit ahead of Paul Vlasic and Sam. Yep. In um, Charlotte, North Carolina, a woman named Kelly create had this idea of bringing nonprofits together in one place so that the community could find them and do good. One of our slogans is be good, do good. So Kelly had a lot of success in Charlotte. So it's sharecharlotte.org. Um, and somehow Paul ran into her. He's a businessman and people might recognize that last name. His father was the founder of Velasic Pickles and then sold it to Campbell's Soup years ago. But the Vlasic family is a lot of children. He's the youngest child, and they're pretty. They're very philanthropic, but quietly, more quietly than, say, Art Van was or the Gilberts. We hear the right. Gilberts doing so many things. The Vlasic family is under the radar, but he learned about Cher Charlotte and immediately wanted to get involved. He's an IT guy too. He he does a lot of technology um, businesses. When he be- began, it was. The idea of replicating Charlotte across the country. And he also was connected with some people in Omaha, Nebraska. So Omaha and Detroit were the leaders in creating, we call it the ShareGood platform, but the leaders in creating this platform that would be robust enough to add multiple cities as we go. So that took a year and a half, two years to pull together. They actually bought bought out Charlotte. Sure, Charlotte is still in existence. Don't get me wrong, but they paid Kelly for her intellectual property, right? And her her website and created a stronger platform. Omaha was the second city that joined. We're Detroit finally is live, which is why we're here, but we're number five. There's also a a share Cape Fear, which is also in that, I think, South Carolina area. And then share Greater Lynchburg, which is out in Virginia. They were ahead of us. Detroit was number five. And now we have one in Middlesex County, which is in New Jersey, right outside of New York City. So that team is planning to handle New Jersey and New York City. So we're getting some traction. But Paul's focus has obviously always been Detroit. And he's our angel investor, providing the support to pay for myself. A woman named Carly Moore, who has been with Paul for a couple of years already, getting this off the ground. And, and then we have a few other women who support us also. I think Sam Rosenberg also is a, a significant investor. Yeah. Paul and Sam have been friends for a long time. They, I'm not sure they went to college together, but they've known each other for multiple years. Sam yeah. also is an IT expert and very philanthropic. He was on the board of Yad Ezra. He's very dialed in to certain nonprofit philanthropic communities and he has an IT business that helps smaller businesses and nonprofits keep going. So he's invaluable to us as the brain trust on what can we do? How do we change things? And he's more active where Paul's really a busy guy. So Sam is kind of our, the leader that we go to first to ask questions of and get some guidance on kind of what their philosophy is. So he's very active and also donates to the cause to support Share Detroit. Exactly, exactly. So not only did obviously their IT expertise come in handy as they uh, wanted the site to be more robust and and also provide the flexibility that the site has today is just unbelievable. 
but also they committed major dollars for your operating costs going forward, correct? Yes. And Paul invested major dollars into getting this platform live for all cities. So he's helping the whole United States, really, anyway, eventually the whole United States with this really strong platform. And then, yeah, he is the sole investor right now for Share Detroit here in Southeast Michigan, although I'm hoping that others will join the team now and support Share Detroit. Right. As right. we support 200 plus nonprofits. No, we'll, we'll talk about that. But um, mm-hmm. this, uh, the website, or I call it the site, is so comprehensive. I love the idea that it connects the nonprofits with supporters for donations, needed items, volunteers, and even promotion of their own events on one platform. It is such a um, needed resource in the community. And also, it's free to these nonprofits, right? All they need to do is have the ambition to hook on, and they get all the benefits of uh, hopefully getting new viewers and hopefully new donors and new volunteers. Can you just talk about a little bit about your experience as you've joined Share Detroit earlier in the year, and what it's what you how you've seen it grow over the last four or five six months? Yeah, great. Thank you. So we, I started in, we started talking to Paul and Sam and Carly in actually at the end of 2020, just talking about me joining as the executive director and, you know, what, you know, how that goes. We have to negotiate a little bit. And I began in January, later in January. And at that time, our goal was just to have 25 nonprofits in our system before we go live to the public, to the community, to have ShareDetroit.org be visible to anyone. So we had, Carly had three. Even to get to 25 was a lift for us at the time. So we did that by, our goal was to get it done by Valentine's Day. And we had a campaign called Share Your Love Detroit and Big Splash around February time. And so we we made it. We were a little like a week behind Valentine's Day, but towards the middle end of February, we had, I think, around 30 nonprofits. And we went live with the site and started getting out there, finding visibility. And really, there's nothing like having the website live for other nonprofits to see it, right? And understand, oh, wow, this is nice. This is very clean. It's really an easy site to navigate. So from, say, March 1st, until July, middle of July, we just have really been adding nonprofits. And now I'm happy to say we're at 207 with another 50 to 60 in the, we call it the bubble, but they're, they've begun their profiles, but they haven't completed them. So we're having Carly and another woman, Karen Boyd, who's on the team. We're really focused on those 50 or 60 to, to get them to the finish line and add those nonprofits to the site. But what we're also really focused on now is community outreach so that we get more and more visitors to the site to see what's happening. We've had over 5,000 visits and 1,000 of those 5,000 have repeated, come back again. we're, We're getting there, being on your podcast and getting any promotion into the community is what's gonna help drive People saying, oh, I need, I want to volunteer. I want to give back. What should I do? Let me check out Share Detroit. I think it's, I've said it in a lot of different ways, but I think it's just awesome. I think that 
having one site that is comprehensive, robust, and can help people like me that want to give but don't know exactly how to go about it. It's so easy and effortless. I used the example in my actually blog today that came out this morning about if I had a love for dogs and I wanted to find a rescue shelter or something that the site is so well organized that you can go in, find your topic of wherever you wanted to help, go into the site, find all the details you need to feel comfortable about it. Then you could look into donating or volunteering or providing pet supplies to that organization. It's so well done. Kudos to your team and also the IT support that have put it together, but it's, I think it's just awesome. So thank, good job. thank you. Yeah. And what's really nice about it is that like in the case of the animal, you want to check out animal rescue. Some, the Humane Society comes to mind, right? Everybody's like, okay, I need, I want to adopt a dog or a cat or whatever. They go to the Humane Society. When you go to our website, there are like probably 15 or 20 different rescue, uh, animal rescue operations that might be really close to your neighborhood, working really hard. Our goal really is to democratize the visibility, right? So that visitors like you can see everything and really learn about that nonprofit and have more options than just one. Not that the Humane Society is bad because obviously we have them on our website too. I love them, but there's a lot of choice. No, exactly. And and to having that ease and freedom to move around the site and take a look, a closer look at each other organizations that are in that specific topic, so to speak, and then be able to uh, make a decision. Maybe I'll hone it down to one or two and talk to them and see if my desire fits their purpose and that sort of thing. I think it answers so many questions for someone that's, uh, I could say, philanthropic minded, because as I've gotten into this and more of an effort over the last two years, it does take some work and some effort to find the right cause that fits what your family is all about and what you want to give to. And your side is uh, perfect for that. So I think it's, I think it's going to be, I don't know, fantastic going forward. And it's going to continue to uh, create more visibility and more of an audience. And I have no doubt you're going to be very successful. When I first went on the site with not knowing anything about it, except just the introduction from Denise, I was, I was amazed at the ease of moving around the site. So there had to be some input from maybe it was Sam or the IT people or yourself, but just talk about what went into the preparation of developing the site. So it would be both useful for donors or users and also for the nonprofits, both sides of the equation, so to speak. So I can't take any credit for it because it was already there before I came, but you're right on. The group, Paul, Sam, the people from Omaha, and obviously they have coders, developers behind them. It was really important to to make it easy, robust. Our, one of our sayings is in five clicks or less, five clicks or less, find a nonprofit that speaks to you, right? And I would encourage anybody listening right now, I'm just going to put in my selfish plug. While you're listening, open your browser and click on sharedetroit.org. Just type it in and save it there. And then take a look after the podcast. Obviously, we want you to listen here, but it's so simple. And if a person wants to donate, we use PayPal as the uh, engine behind it. So that keeps it easy. Also, um, we, we share Detroit don't take any money from the community givers or from the nonprofits. Everything's free, except obviously PayPal charges their own, their fees. But 
that's the case. We can't get around that. But beyond that, a community member can just click donate. They go out to the PayPal, they'll see PayPal in their browser URL, donate 20, 10, 50, $100. And then when they're finished, they go right back to Sure Detroit and can keep looking around or checking it out or leave. But yeah, the technology men and women, but the people behind it were really conscious about the user experience. Like, how's that going to feel? And then for the nonprofits, it's also very easy. At the footer of every page, we have a little thing in the bottom left. Are you a nonprofit? There's just a little button there that says apply. And they just click the apply button and start filling out the questions. They don't even have to talk to us to get on the site. Of course, if they have questions, obviously we're here for them. It's very simple and we have a couple of little rules, which is it okay if I mention them? For oh, please, please. Oh, please do. So they have to be a 501c3 and that's a pretty hard and fast rule. We'd like them to be at least a year in existence, although let's say they're 11 months or 10 months, we can be flexible. And they need their own website because Part of the beauty of Share Detroit is when they get to that landing page for iHeart Dogs is a good nonprofit. Welcome back to the animal thing. So people will want to go to their website too. And we want to drive traffic to them also. So they have to have a website that works. And, and a lot of newer beginning nonprofits maybe just use Facebook instead of a website. So we those are the three hard and fast rules. 501c3, a year in existence, have a website. And, but that's it. And, um, and it's pretty straightforward to build it, build the pages. And we, the Share Detroit team, we don't build the pages for them. They do it. And it's that it's, they don't have to be coders or it's so easy and so clean to build the site. It's as easy to build it out as it is to look around that the way we enjoy it. Anyway, I would encourage any nonprofit or any person listening who, loves a nonprofit or is tied to one to also check it out and click the apply button at the bottom left and and start and get into our bubble as i said <laughs> to the bubble yeah absolutely so say a nonprofit do they have to have the website before they come in or through the portal they can develop the website by filling in the information so they have to have their own like iheartdogs.org they have to have their own website, forgottenharvest.org, separate from us. And I guess if they're building that out on their own while they're working on the Share Detroit portal platform page, that's okay. But in the end, people are going to love Share Detroit and do love Share Detroit. But always you want to like really dig into the nonprofit also. They, we, need, we want that ability to push our donors and our do-gooders over to them also. From the standpoint of any executive at a nonprofit that has an interest to talk to someone at Share Detroit or just go into the website as you advertised and take a look and get started, who should they contact first at, at, at the organization? Should they just email Share Detroit or should they email you directly or what would you suggest? So they can email myself, Jeanette at ShareDetroit.com. And it's J-A-N-E-T-T-E at ShareDetroit.com or Carly is Carly at ShareDetroit.org. So either one of us or just info at ShareDetroit.org. Process, I take it, is pretty easy and pretty uh, quick if someone has the right credentials, as you just explained, and they have a desire to hook in 
How long will it take? A week, two weeks? What? What's the? It depends on the person. You, we give them room to have a description of who they are and what they do. They need pay. Sometimes PayPal having the PayPal donation set up, charitable donation yep, yep. that can be the like slow, slowest lead. They have to have that. We also have one of our four pillars. Our pillars are donate, volunteer, um, posting events. And then the fourth one is the Amazon um, wish list. Yes, yes, so yes. If they have an Amazon wish list already set up with Amazon, it's an easy thing to link that uh, link into Share Detroit. They only have to have two pillars to go live. So you might have events and volunteering and then set up your, your PayPal account and Amazon wish list later. Or some nonprofits don't really need the Amazon wish list, depending on their, their work and their mission. But we just we ask that two of them be active. And in theory, a person could just sit down and blast through it and get it done in one sitting. Terrific, terrific. You mentioned to me on the phone earlier in the week that you're thinking about new ways to reach out to the community. And one is like a weekly campaign. Do you want to talk about that or what your thoughts are as we approach fall and the Christmas season about ways to connect with donors from the standpoint of nonprofits? Yeah. So I'm really focused right now on Giving Tuesday, trying to to have a really strong campaign for Share Detroit. But again, when I say for Share Detroit, it's for the 207 nonprofits sure. behind me. Sure, so sure. Um, we're really focused on that right now and adding, we have a Facebook and Instagram pages. Again, yep. people could look for those and, and follow us. It'd be great. But my real focus right now is getting the community to, to come and visit ShareDetroit.org and supporting the the way we're finding people want to do things right now is through the volunteer pillar. That's another piece of our puzzle. We have another woman, Karen Boyd, whose sole job, she, her title is volunteer specialist, is to help connect groups. So like a church organization, a school, high school kids who need community service, corporate affinity groups are just people. They want to do these group events, Karen is the one that is connecting them to nonprofits and helping nonprofits understand how they might have 10 or 15 people come in and do something special for them on any right. given day. We're just really trying to load up volunteer um, opportunities on the platform so that when visitors come, they can see an array of ways they can help. And that can be virtual and face-to-face. Uh, -face. There are a lot of jobs there that are virtual, which is perfect in this time of COVID. But again, there's a lot of things people can do outside and those who are vaccinated are more comfortable, you know, supporting face to face. But it's there, there's so much flexibility in the array of volunteer opportunities that are there. And again, once a person volunteers a little while, they start to the nonprofit, right? And then they might donate, attend an event, sure. give a wish list. It'll all snowball from there. Sure, absolutely. One of the things I wanted to hit on, I saw it in an interview that you gave, and I think we maybe talked about it earlier in the week, but one of the reasons Paul and Sam brought you in was to for you to engage with larger corporations and larger foundations. Can you talk about sort of your ideas going forward or how you like to connect and maybe bring a larger corporate sponsors into your network, so to speak? Yeah, thank you. I, yeah, so my, as you said in the intro, my background was in business. I worked at Ameritech now called AT&T, but I handled the General Motors account at, towards the end of my career. But I'm very comfortable talking to businessmen. And 
women and business is all about getting it done. And this website, because it was designed also by business people, um, it's so, it's just such a great opportunity for corporate companies, corporations or leaders of these companies who want to do good across the board. Maybe some corporations, okay, Kroger might want to focus on food insecurity. Okay. Forgotten Harvest is an easy one to understand. Yad Ezra, another uh, food pantry garden place. But other corporations maybe have a mindset of helping many nonprofits, not just one or two or three. So by helping Share Detroit, you're helping 207 nonprofits. It's just, it's such an easy way to help. And so part of my job now that we've got more than 200 on the port platform, we've got the community coming thanks to podcasts like this. Next step for me is to really try to dig in with corporate leaders and foundations like the Community Foundation of Southeast Michigan, the United Way, some of the Kresge, some of these larger foundations who also, their whole purpose is to help the nonprofit ecosystem in Southeast Michigan to make sure that they're aware, here we are, this is what we do, let's partner on this. And if I could say this, I had a call just yesterday, Share Cape Fear, and I, again, I don't know if it's North Carolina or South Carolina, My, I'm sorry, it's all a blur to me, but Cape, the Cape Fear, Share Cape Fear is <clears throat> underneath or inside of the United Way of Cape Fear. So they saw the value of bringing all these nonprofits together and having their the community give to all of them and they didn't have the platform. We built a really great platform, as you've already said. So I talked to him yesterday and if anybody's out there listening, my next, one of my stops is with United Way of Southeast Michigan. To talk about <laughs> I mean, like, like, we can help you. And this guy, Tommy Taylor, explained to me where the gaps are. So it's a gr- it could be a really great partnership with some of the larger foundations that care about the nonprofit world and again, corporations. Yeah, to me, if, if I was in the seat of uh, rewarding grants and donations from a large organization like United Way, it's a no-brainer. It's a no-brainer to hook up with you guys and it makes their job a lot more effective in a way instead of just going with what they did the last year. There's so much opportunity and so much breath to your product offering. It's just, it's just awesome. So yes, I would invite anyone that's listening that has a tie into a corporate board or a, cor- a large foundation that is interested in this topic and interested in Share Detroit, contact Jeanette and let's, let's get that conversation going for sure. Before we sign off, I just wanted to have the opportunity. You've mentioned it with the uh, Cape Fear share, the Charlotte share in Omaha, but this model this share good model can go to other cities and it's designed to do that. As I told you before, I have listeners in Oklahoma, Texas, Florida. If someone in one of these other large cities wants to get this going, how do they mm-hmm. go about that? Who should they contact? What would you suggest on that front? So we'll keep it easy. They can just email me, Jeanette, Jeanette at ShareDetroit.com, and I will connect them to a woman named Marjorie Moss, M-A-A-S, in Omaha, who is the executive director of our, what we call share good, the overarching platform. So I would hand, you know, hand, warm handoff to Marjorie and she would explain the process. And again, even inside the share good platform, 
It's not onerous. They have to pay for this, the IT but and pay for staff, but it's not for profit. We're all our own 501c3s. Also, I guess I didn't mention that, but Share Detroit is a 501c3 in its own solo. Sure, sure. And Share Good is in the process of applying to be a 501c3. Yeah, I would love it. Tulsa, Miami, Fort Lauderdale, any. Let's go. I, you know, let's <laughs> across the country. You know, no, I know. I know. Yeah. It, it, yeah. Know, it's so robust to me. It's, I don't know. If I was sitting in um, Tampa, Florida, Austin, Texas, it would be a no-brainer. If I was, if I already had the mindset I wanted to give back and do right. it in a more effective way, this model. Yeah, or a group of men, men and women who who care. Let's just do it because eventually it'll be so easy. People will just start typing in share Charlotte, share Tampa, share Tulsa, share Detroit, share LA, share Chicago. We're all here and every time they look, it looks the same. And for people who are transplants, like Roger, I know you've moved a lot. You may have a soft spot for a city, another city, and from Michigan, you might give back and take a look at those nonprofits. Yeah, let's no, it, do it. It's a beautiful thing. And I want to close by just saying, I'm so excited that I was introduced to you. I'm so excited to meet you and I hope to work with you in the future. And I want to see the site and your organization grow to the height you wish. So I, I know mm -hmm. it's going to be successful. It's just connecting with more people and getting the word out and it'll take care of itself. But thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for explaining the site. Check it out. We will put all the communication and contact information on the show notes of the podcast uh, next week. So that'll be available. But thanks, Jeanette, so much for your time. And I appreciate it very much. Thanks, Roger. Great to see you face to face. And um, we'll talk again soon. We will. We will indeed. Thank you so much. Take care. Thank you for listening to the Third Act Podcast. To find out more about who we are spotlighting, how to get involved, or find show notes on today's episode, go to wearethirdact.com.